my banker in 2013, we sat down and have a conversation. And the first thing he asked me was like, when are you selling? Mm. I was offended. I was like, what? Like, I'm here to talk business. You talking about selling? Like, I was yeah, offended. Yeah. But then now that I look back and I'm just like, oh my God, I was so green. <laughs> You know, when it comes to business and legacy and things of that nature, there's nine out of 10 is acquisition is involved. So when we look at people like Tyler Perry and we're like, oh my God, like he just bought this big old studio. He sold one before, but nobody right. wants to talk about it because it's like, oh my God, you done sold something, but now I can build something even greater. Hi everybody, this is Courtney. That's one of the YouTube videos that started it all. Courtney Adelaide. Courtney Adelaide, founder and CEO of The Main Choice in Full Proof Body. A hair care line born out of Courtney Adelaide's desire to grow her hair. Her products are in more than 20,000 stores across the country, and Main Choice was featured as one of the best beauty products by O Magazine. The more you infuse yourself into your brand, the less that they can copy it. The dreamers are the ones who actually change the world. I didn't know anything about direct sales, like wow, nothing. Wow. But what I did know is I know how to start a business from the ground up. I know how You've to- You've done that several times. <laughs> right, right. I know how to get a lot of women in the room. Yeah. I know how to, you know, give them what they need. I know how to give them resources, things of that nature. So it was just like, okay, now it's time to learn. Right. I'm not afraid to tackle a vision. I'm not afraid to tackle a gift that was given. And I'm not comfortable. That's what make you a beast. It's not the happy moments. It's the losses that you take it. Okay. It's the challenges. Yeah. So I can tell you, say, okay, don't do this right here because I've done it. Yeah. You know, go left, don't go right because right. I've done it. Since you calling in, can't come to work. Oh, that's ghetto. It's the fifth, deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again, pockets hurt. Oh, that's ghetto. Good idea, now we buying merch. Oh, that's ghetto. Payment mix. Ooh, the ghetto. Say she quit. Ooh, the ghetto. Late on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Ooh, the ghetto. Invoice in. Yeah, that ghetto. Money spin. Oh, that's ghetto. to another episode of the ghetto ceo podcast where we talk about all things being a ceo y'all because being a ceo is so ghetto and nobody talks about these stories but i found ceos that's willing to tell their stories to tell the truth behind all the glitz and glams even though we love being a ceo there's some hardships and some tears that we cry at night. And so I bring you CEOs to the couch so that you guys can hear their stories. But listen, if you are loving the podcast, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And please leave a review because that's the only way I know I'm doing a good job. Okay? But today, we are not just bringing any CEO to the couch. We are bringing the ultimate CEO to the couch. Miss Courtney, hello. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Listen, we <laughs> mentioned in our pink. You know? <laughs> Well, if they don't know who you are, tell them who you are. Hello, my name is Courtney Adeleye. I'm the founder and CEO of Obly. I'm also the founder and creator of a hair care brand called The Main Choice. Yes, The Main Choice. I know people have seen this brand all over the world, but talk to us about that journey. I know you have exited that business at this point, but how did you get to the point where it's sure. like... <laughs> so, kind of, a little bit, a little bit. Like, talk to us about that, though. How, how did you get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to kind of step out just a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, when I actually decided to, you know, appear to be taking a step back, mm -hmm. it really was me trying to see what was my company evaluated as. Like, was mm -hmm. it worth something? Because okay. at the end of the day, you could build something great, but if it's not a value, it's not. Right? Okay. So I really wasn't trying to sell it at the time. Okay. But going through the process... And they're like, this is what it's worth. I'm like, deuces, you know, <laughs> you know, so I really wasn't. But yeah. at the same time, I'm a person. I love to create things. I don't like to be boxed in. And I think mm -hmm. I created so much like we were down so many uh, aisles and we had so many, um, you know, shelving. And I'm like, what's next? Yeah. You know, so for me to even have stuck with it that long, like people who know me personally, it's like, yeah. yikes. You yes. know what I mean? So. You know, I wanted to be able to expand. You know, my background is science. Okay. And I think I have a lot more to give just to be niche in a certain area. So I will continue with hair care, but it's a lot more to it. Yes. And I love that, right? I think a lot of times in the black community, especially as black mm -hmm. founders, it's kind of looked down upon to sell, right? How does that... Like, how did that journey go for you? Was it like a, okay, y'all supporting me because y'all love me? Or it was like, Courtney, are you right. leaving us? In the words of DJ Khaled, it breaks my heart. <laughs> you know, it, it breaks my heart because yeah. we don't know. Yeah. And, you know, 
I can't say I've always known, you know, getting off into business. I remember one of the first uh, times my banker in 2013, we sat down and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he asked me was like, he was like, when are you selling? Mm. And I was like, I was offended. I was like, what? Like, I'm here to talk business. You talking about selling? Like, I was offended. But then now that I look back and I'm just like, oh, my God, I was so green. You know, (laughs) when it comes to business and legacy and things of that nature, there's nine out of ten is acquisition is involved. Mm. So when we look at people like Tyler Perry and we're like, oh, my God, like, he just bought this big old studio. He sold one before. But nobody wants to talk about it because it's like, oh, my God, you done sold something. But now I can build something even greater. Right. You know what I mean? So the mission hasn't changed. Just my ability and my reach has changed. And now I have the ability to impact even more lives. Absolutely. And I think I don't know where the the negativity comes from. Right. I don't know if it's like it was embodied in slavery where we got to own everything. It goes back. It definitely goes back because we're just now holding on to titles like CEO. Mm. Like we're just now getting these titles like I'm a CEO. I'm a CEO, but now I'm at the point like CEO ain't where it's at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to step down as a CEO yes, so yes. I can live my life. Right. You know, I want to be able to now, like, you know, I, I hold the title CEO uh, under Obley, which is why I had to let it go for the main choice. So mm-hmm. I'm still a part of it as a, um, like as a, a large investor, okay. but I had to kind of pick one, but I'm not going to say I want to be CEO forever, you mm-hmm. know, cause at the end of the day, CEO is a, uh, it's a title. Okay. You know what I mean? Just like marketing, yeah, just like janitor, just yeah. like customer service. It's a title. Yeah. So I don't want to hold on to the title. I right. want to hold on to the ownership. Right. Now, that's what the key is. Yeah. But I think since we're just now getting to these titles and saying I'm a CEO, mm. it's like I have gotten to, you know, where I need to be. Right. When, in fact, there's a lot more to the journey. And I think since we're just not being exposed to it, it's like, ouch, like, why are we giving it up and we just got it? But that's not necessarily the case. And like you said, you've been on this journey for a long time. This ain't new. It might be new to us. Right, right. Exactly, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Because it's a big deal. It's a big, and as a CEO and and within our community, the sad part is we're not just the CEO. No. We're the marketer. We're yep. the brander. We're yep. the CEO. Yep. We're the person. Ooh. We're everything. Speak on it. You know what I mean? So we actually hold the title as CEO as default. Yeah. Like we're all of these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you said, it, you know, it's, it's something. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Marketing by Murray and... Albert the CPA or Albert C. Hurston Jr. Yes, we are here with the right choice, okay? Now, Albert, tell them why they got to make the right choice. So if you are a coach, consultant, or other professional service provider who's looking to maximize your profit while saving a lot in taxes Mm -hmm. in a one-stop shop solution, Mm -hmm. I'm talking bookkeeping, accounting, CFO services, tax strategy. I know you don't want to pay taxes and tax preparation all in one place. Yes. We the right choice for you. Listen, I know entrepreneurs, y'all ain't got no money. But the reason why y'all ain't got no money is because you ain't got the right choice to help you keep the money, okay? Now, listen, you, I know, you know what I mean? Y'all come to the Mob University to get marketing, sales, and all of that. But if I'm going to help you make the money, I need you to make the right choice to help you keep the money, okay? Now, listen, Albert, how how can I tap in? Yeah, so my website, rightchoicefirm.com. I'm Albert the CPA on Instagram, and I'm Albert C. Hurston Jr. Anywhere where you would want to find me. You can find me anywhere. I'll be there. Yes. Now y'all make the right choice. Now back to the episode. Something that is newer, we're embracing, you know, entrepreneurship. So it's definitely a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing, but um, there's a lot more to the journey. And as we all continue to grow, it's like myself, I'm holding on to the CEO title as Obly. Yeah. That means I have a lot of growing. I have a lot of, you know, that dirt grind, you right. know, uh, to do, yeah. you know what I mean? So no, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Did you have to go back into, so now was overly always like the parent company? Like how was the structure of the companies? <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is I created the main choice in 2013. Okay. I established the Oberly name in 2013. Mm. So when I tell you about the vision, sometimes God may give you a little piece of the, Come on of now. the vision, but yes. you don't see the whole destination or the whole journey. Yes. Um, so I knew I wanted it to be a holding company, mm-hmm. but holding what I had no idea. <laughs> I had this vision. Right. You know, so I'm like, Lord, I see it. I, yeah. see, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure what this is because right now it's all about hair care. Right. Um, and then going through the acquisition of 2019, and I started building brands, building brands. And my goal was to take those brands down retail uh aisles. Mm. So I was like, okay, I did the hair aisle. Like I could sit with the coffee buyer, yeah, I could sit with the tea buyer, I yeah. could sit with the feminine hygiene buyer. And I was doing that. And they actually wanted me to bring the, you know, the products in. Uh-huh. 
And like two o'clock in the morning, I literally was woke out of my sleep. And got like, no, I want you to take all of these brands mm-hmm. that you've created, put this under one umbrella mm-hmm. and start a direct selling company. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was doing, you know, product is, I'm very passionate about product. Yeah. But I'm very passionate about people, especially women, you know, and I'm day in and day out uh, mentoring women, tell them how to do it. But that missing piece was just to give them a little bit more. I could talk to you all day long, Thanks. but what else can I do to assist you in this journey? Right. And it just, I think like the whole social selling, it just fit everything who I was from the boss conferences so you know there's big conferences that happen so it just fit who I am yes and even when you established you like I didn't see that vision I had a totally different plan for my life like how did you submit to the vision because you got to understand the vision is a gift Mm. so you have been handed a gift so you're like okay like, what you gonna say? I don't want this gift. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. anything, it's like if somebody give you a gift and you're not really sure what it's about, you can be like, okay, let me let me see what this is about. Is yeah. it worth something? Yeah. Is it valuable? Yeah. Like let mm-hmm. me check this thing out. And the crazy thing is, I've never even been to a Mary Kay meeting. Mm. Like I have no, I didn't know anything about direct sales, like wow. nothing. Wow. But what I did know is, I know how to start a business from the ground up. Period. I know how You've to. You've done that several right, times, <laughs> right? I know how to get a lot of women in the room. Yeah. I know how to, you know, give them what they need. I know how to give them resources, things of that nature. Um, so it was just like, okay, now it's time to learn. Yeah. And I think so many times that we see people in industries, and it's like, oh, they were successful now. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. You know, but it's like, no, like doing coffee and, and talking to the coffee buyer. Yeah. That was different. You know what I mean? Completely. Like, right. I didn't know anybody that necessarily did a coffee. So right. I'm not afraid to tackle a vision. I'm not afraid to tackle the gift that was given. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not comfortable. You know what I mean? And I love that because I'm even, I think about your different businesses and all of them, people say, just start, just start, just yeah. do something. Right. But all of your businesses started, the baseline was excellent. Right. Like you think about the coffee line, it was just pretty and pink. It was like all of the things. And how did that like go with developing these different lines and these whole different, like you literally started (laughs) from zero every time. Everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think if one thing I am big on is what brings everything together, it will be my background, uh, which my background is in science and my husband is a physician. So everything that we do, you know, is always going to have like a, a health a health root to it, Mm. right? Then on top of that, I infuse it with myself. And what is that? And I tell people, don't be afraid to put yourself in your brand. Like, Mm -hmm. you're taking a chance, but I would take a chance and gamble gamble on innovation and being distinctive than to be, you know, buried in what everybody already sees. So when we look at coffee, it's such a dark, you know, bold, uh, industry. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, who says that coffee can't be pink? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you look at my feminine hygiene line, you know, it's darker versus a lot of the ones are like mm. pink. And I'm like, okay, who says that black isn't powerful right. and feminine? Right. You know what I mean? So I'd rather be in my own lane than to be yeah. copying another one. Listen, got to step out of sure. the, the norm, right? Sure. Because now people are noticing like, oh, I would love a pink box, exactly. right? But you creatively did all of that and I could see the vision of like this is going on shelves. Oh, for so sure. So I'm going. That's always the I'm going to pull Pop. this pink box, exactly. right? Exactly. So now the vision has completely changed. Talk to us a little bit about what you guys do in the direct selling space. Yeah. So now you know before it was you know me and Walmart, me and Target, me and yeah. CVS. So it wasn't that many people involved at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You yeah. know, I make the decision and that's it. But now I feel like I have so many babies out there you know what I mean they're like my my babies when I look at you know all of our which we call them business associates a lot of people call them independent distributors Mm -hmm. but independent sounds so separated from me absolutely you know what I mean so I want them to embrace Obly as their company Mm -hmm. this is your company it's almost like a you know virtual franchise this is your company how do you want to run it you don't have to brand it or run it just the way I do I'm going to give you all the tools that you need all the amazing photography that we do Mm -hmm. They literally have an app that they can run their entire business from their phone. They see the sales. We ship the product. I don't need you coming in buying a thousand dollars worth of product and you don't know what to do with it. So the motto is not to put you in a hole. Mm. It's to show you how to actually get it. Because I do feel as, especially African-American community, 
relate to the party in direct sale. Come on. This is a multi, the main choice is a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. Period. So we need to tap into it. Got to, got to. <laughs> and I think even in the space of direct selling, sometimes it could be taboo a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Because mm-hmm. I love that you said, I want you to feel like this is your own. Yes. Because if you think about other companies and other counterparts, they don't make you feel like that. It's exactly. the, you got to do this and bring this many, many people in exactly. to get here. But I just, even, um, I know Candice Holyfield mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. that she spoke about being a part of the company she was like no I've been in this space for a long time and nobody has ever treated me like this yeah. she yeah. got me at the Beyonce right. concert <laughs> <laughs> We so you are doing it, it different, right? You <laughs> out here shaking the streets up, yes, okay? Yes. And I love it. I yes. love it. Yeah, because my thing is I, I can't get into something and do it the same way. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always consider, like, what is the white space in the industry? So when I look at direct selling and I look at the legacy companies out, out there, you know, you have people selling a product, and it's almost like a, a sympathy buy. Like, just yeah. buy this product from me. Right. You know what I mean? So I can we can get on with this. Right. But I wanted to create a company where people are coming to the products like the market is seated. I've been selling the products for years. People want it. Now I'm gonna let you guys sell it. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have those sympathy buys. You just need to be educated with what you're talking about. You know, we have like a pain cream that literally takes away pains in seconds. Wow. So again, we don't have to do much selling. Right. You know what I mean? Let me just show you a little bit. (laughs) So let me show you how to brand yourself. Let me show you how to approach people. Let me show you how to. So yes, we, we want to shake it up. You know, we just dropped the bins. Program we we yes. seen the pink caddies. Listen, you know, so I want to check it up. I love that. I love that. And I even see like we uh we also had Dr. Tracy on the couch. She mm-hmm. had a direct selling business, uh, Tracy Landry, mm-hmm. and she talked about just how to build community within mm-hmm. this. But it's I always like I see her, I see you, mm-hmm. and I see the light. It's just mm-hmm. something special you got. Like how were you able to like develop those skills to build community? Because it didn't start here. It right. didn't start at the main choice. Right. You probably was the kid at school exactly. gathering exactly. everybody. <laughs> exactly. I always say if you build a community, the community is going to build your business. Mm. The community is going to build whatever project it is that you're working on. Yeah. And when you do it in an authentic way, it just it just go hand in hand. Yeah. So even before the main choice, like I was literally out there on YouTube at the time, two, three o'clock in the morning answering questions about hair. How do you yes. grow your hair? And this is well before I had a hair care uh, brand. Yeah. But I was passionate about making people happy, solving mm. their problem. And this built a community. Like, you can hit me up at any time. Courtney, I got split ends. What do I do? Mm. All right, girl, that's what you do. Take this, <laughs> mix a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, you know, you develop a community. Mm-hmm. So everything that I touch actually becomes a community. Mm. When I created Cool Coffee Click, they called themselves Spoon Squad. Yeah. When I did the boss conference, they the bosses. Yeah. You know, so everything I do, it seems like it turns out to be a community. Right. And, like, now I'm able to, like, bridge that gap and just create overly and everything kind of falls within. And it start it started from then, the beginning, right? From this the is beginning. A, a skill you've always had. So are there any tangible things that you do to make people feel like they're a part of this community? I think the main thing is always take a step back and say, what do you expect? And I think it's it's something that's so small, but it has definitely uh, got me to where I am today. And that's in customer service. Like I do so many master classes and I'm like, I ask the people like, but what do you shit? Why I shit once a week? And I'm like, why? Like the person ordered on Monday. How come you can't go to the post office Monday evening and drop it? You know what I mean? So I always put myself in the customer's shoes. I'm going to put myself in any shoes I don't care if I'm my follower, if I'm my customer. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. And then for you to give anything less, how do you think this thing is going to line? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. you got to be real. Like, yeah. And let's take this a step back. Right. What are you looking for? How do you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. Like, customer service? I don't I don't play with customer service. Yeah. I may take an L in a heartbeat, yeah. but my customer never feel it. Oh, I love that. And I think so much in business, the glitz and glam and what people talk about is marketing. Like you talk sure. about the marketing, you talk about the sales because the acquisition is the fun part. Right. Not keeping the customer, not figuring out the systems, mm-hmm. not, you know, growing to a seven figure business. Then you got to figure out these seven figure systems and right. all the things. Right. Like that part isn't fun. But like you said, it's important for the journey. For sure. I mean, that's the part that people don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, they see when we got time to get dressed and, you know, finally get a chance to breathe and come out. But, you know, the real work is what you don't see. You know what I mean? And it's not so fun. But guess what? The stuff that's least fun is is what drives your business. That's what scale means. 
the things that people can't see, yeah. that's when I'm scaling my business. Yeah. So. I love that. And so, I know this all sounds great, y'all. This sounds like, oh, she just over here living the blessed life. <laughs> <laughs> the business is popping out. Okay, she got a man that loves her own thing. But I know it was some ghetto stuff happening. Yeah, as always. You were, <laughs> and it continue to be. <laughs> as you was growing this business. So, what does that look like? When you think about the ghettoest thing that has happened or that you've had to develop as a CEO, what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, I just think it's probably taking all the risk. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, you know, sit back, you know, whether it be followers, friends, family, and they don't get a chance to see what actually happened. Like on a weekend, yeah. people get to go home. Yeah. They, they, they get to chill. Yeah. You know, I'm locked in a four-wall chamber even to this day. Yeah. I'm on social media to this day. Yeah. May happen to respond. You're like, Courtney, you're going to build a $100 million company, and you out there, I may have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think a lot of people think that there's either this miracle person that comes, or that <laughs> I hear, you know, I want to get into uh, start my own business so I don't have to work. And I'm like, well, where do they do that at? Right. Because please, you're going to work. This is the hardest you're ever going to work, <laughs> yeah. you know. So taking those losses, you know, being in the food industry, this is something that was new. Mm-hmm. So with hair care, you know, you can hold on as far as expiration for a minute before that expires. Right, right. But meanwhile, I got popcorn. I got, I'm like, oh, crap, expiration date. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've had to toss 50,000 bags of popcorn because it expired. And you know? how much did that cost? Uh, times it by every many how much those bags cost you know Jesus many many people don't talk about the L's they don't talk about like oh yeah I just had to throw away $700,000 in inventory and I had to smile about it it happens you know I I can you know hire a person and if they're not a good fit if I got them through a you know agency that's a $30,000 loss yes am I gonna not make this move because I spent this. So yeah. it's so many things that, you know, we consider it quote unquote, you know, waste. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always, it, it just come with the territory. I mean, Absolutely. there's been many, many a times I'm like, okay, we just going to have to take an L on this. Yeah. You know? And how do you get to the point where you start to get to the point of acceptance? Like I'm just gone. I mean, loss is a loss. Let's move on. You know, I think that has always been my mentality just period mm-hmm. in life. Um, because life is going to life. Yeah. Right. And there's no way I could have gotten to where I am if I'm going to sit and dwell on the losses that I've taken. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is a life thing for me. Like it happened. Yeah. Now, if I can change something about it, then I'm going to put some energy into it. Facts. But if I can't change it now, it's what one, let's come up with a solution. So it won't happen again. Mm -hmm. And two, let's get on with it. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean that it's one painful, but I can't spend my time on, something that happened yeah. but what I will do is fix it right you know what I mean right. but just just in life generally speaking I'm like okay that that was an L you know didn't have to necessarily do that but yeah. won't do that again but that's what I think the that's what make you a beast mm-hmm. it's not the the happy moments it's the losses that you've taken okay. it's the challenges yeah. so I can tell you say okay don't do this right here because I've done it. Yeah. You know, go left, don't go right because right. I've done it. Right. Um, and it's those things that give you your experience. So yeah. my experience that I have to be able to create another company from the ground up, like, you know, the main choice, we did close to $200,000 like the first year. Mm. Overly, we did that the first week. Mm. So for me to be able to duplicate this process, yeah. it wasn't just the happy moments. Right. It was those hardships. Like, yeah. you don't do this in order to get Fakes. to the next step, Fakes. you know? Fakes. And you talked about that. Experience is the best teacher. For you sure. know what I mean? Like, what do you feel like is, when you think about this experience taught me this, what is what is one of those experiences that you are now carrying on that lesson into your new Ooh, business? Ooh, the acquisition, for sure. Mm. Selling a company, that was probably the best and hardest thing I've ever done. Tell us about like, that. Like, I'm not even a, a, a huge emotional person, but, <laughs> like, I'm crying in the morning time. Really? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and it's just, it's a grueling process. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, being a, you know, African-American, you know, uh, entrepreneur, um, they know our weak spots. Mm. You know, and the weak spots will always be our finances. And I say that because when we start a company, no one's thinking about that. They're like, I, at least... For me, and yes. then doing the research, it says the same thing. We're like, I want to keep my customers satisfied. I need to keep branding. Yeah. I need to keep marketing. Yeah. So the money is coming in. You know what I mean? 
but it's going out. It's, it's going out. It's doing so. That's always like your weak spot, uh-huh. and they can take it. People can take advantage of you because yeah. of that. So just to make sure, you know, or if you are going to sell a company again, like I said, I actually wasn't intending on selling it. Okay, but looking back. If I was, I should have started a year ahead. Mm. So now I really don't have time to fix. I don't have time to clean up. I don't have time because now I'm in it. So people are like, well, why didn't you do this a year ago? I'm like, shoot, I didn't know I was selling it. I was just testing the water. I'm testing the water. (laughs) Then you gave me a a number that I can't refuse. Right, right. I got to do what I got to (laughs) do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like looking back on it, you know, I try to say, get get your finances together. You know, I don't care what software you use, use it. Make sure you're on top of it because mm-hmm. it's always a weak link. And when I say a weak link, that's when people can play with your money and say, this is what you're worth. This is what you're not worth. Right. When In fact, if your books is right. So I made sure I had a lot of cleaning up to do because yeah. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So, you know, I took a loss. I actually had to fire a acting CFO in the middle of an acquisition. Mm-hmm. And now. that's something that they like. You just no, don't no, do no, no, right? And I'm like, oh no, you got to go. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what did that? So when you say you got to get your books right, is there certain things that people are looking for? As because somebody's out here like, well, acquisition. Let me try to go look that up. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? What are they looking for to say um, so they don't get played with? Yeah, I mean, you know, just even keeping track. You know, mm-hmm. what was your sales? What did they look like? You know, did you take any losses? You know, we don't have our profit and loss you know, kept like it should be, you know what I mean? Um, And just to be able to historically kind of, have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like, you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers, and that is why we created the Entrepreneur's Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So, in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or traditional or hybrid we have these ceos there for you but even taking it up a notch we have local chapters in your city from atlanta to dallas to new york to houston to chicago chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together linking up to go to brunch together having fun together doing community service outreach like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people it's time for you to get some co-work assist and this community is completely free just because you're watching this podcast all you have to do is stop pause the podcast click the link below take the assessment get in the community and i'll see you there bye coworker. back to the episode go back to see the strength of the company you know these are things that just a lot like our stuff was like in files like nothing yeah. was like digital so there was so much to comb through yeah it's like okay i gotta take somebody's word right you know what i mean right. um and they see leaks they see holes they see mm-hmm. things they oh you know, it's like a little bit unstable when in fact it may not have been, right? but right, your right. record keeping just wasn't as good. Exactly. You know what I mean? So again, you know, if it's QuickBooks, if it's creating a, one of the, uh, a, a, a CPA had told me, which I thought was really uh, valuable. She was like, even if you don't have a business account, just create another personal account and run all of your business out of mm. there. So to be able to separate that, like yeah. what was business and personal right. in 2013? Right. I can't tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything. Exactly. So when you look at the <laughs> IRS, they're going to be like, oh, everything is personal. Right. Because if you can't say it's business, <laughs> right. we're going to charge it to personal. Yeah. So you're taking so many losses because mm-hmm. your stuff is just not right. Yeah. You charge it to marketing. Was this a marketing expense? Was this a, you know what? What, where did things go? Exactly. You know, and they and to ask go back you now. And you act, exactly. Yeah. And how do you go back and justify it? Like, what mm-hmm. was that? Like, I did get, I did make that purchase, but you don't got a receipt. Right. It's personal. I'm right. like, that's for sure it was a business expense. I was not at Staples for fun. You're not, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm looking at this stuff like, for sure. I'm not even at Walmart like this. But, right. you know, you start a couple of you at Walmart. We doing, mm-hmm. you know, trade shows. We get yep. all kind of stuff to make it look pretty. I'm like, uh-huh. this wasn't personal. Right. But, again, you know, you got to keep your stuff together. Mm. And that's so good because I, I literally remember. Because I, I, I would hear all the time, get you a CPA, get you somebody mm-hmm. to go through your books. Cool, cool, cool. But when the money get low, oh, y'all, that $3,000. Yeah, I could keep my own. I could catch up another time, right? Oof. But that, as soon as you need more money and you trying to go get a loan and your books not together, you can forget it. You can forget it. But you know the crazy thing is, I was able to take the five hundred dollars, turn it to a hundred million dollars um, in sales with no line of credit, 
you know, no credit card, mm-hmm. no loan. Mm-hmm. And I say that, but I don't say it to brag. Yeah. I say it because I couldn't get one. Yeah. Even at the hundred million dollars in sales, it was wow. still. So, you know, when it comes to business, you yeah. know, it's easier to get a hundred thousand dollars student loan than it is a five thousand dollar business on loan. Now. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> with a hundred million dollar business. Exactly. And they're still like, can you afford to pay this back? Like what? You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. But your stuff, you your books got to be right. So even mm-hmm. day one, you know, I thank God when I look at going through the acquisition, I made sure that I kept, like, my trademark. I made sure that I kept, like, all of those things, mm-hmm. like, up to the insurance. Yeah. Stuff that we're like, do I need insurance? And for me, it was like, just get the stuff. Yeah, just, yeah, if yeah. you know it, just get it. And I thank God that I did because that shows strength in the, you know, the ability of your company. Wow. You know, so they look at that kind of stuff. Wow. And did you have a mentor throughout this process or you were just figuring it out? Girl, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> I fi- I'm figuring it out. So I did have a vice president at the time okay. that was familiar with the process. Got you, she's got went you. through the process before. So that definitely helped tremendously because I don't yeah. know if I've been and got through it. Yeah. But like me and her both crying on the phone some days. Like there were some days I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to pull out. I'm done. Yeah. You know, make one more change and I'm done. And I actually had to do that the last minute. Like it was like a change. And it was, I was like, you know what? I said, I'm done. Mm. Pull it, pull, pull the deal. It. And within an hour, they're like, okay, forget it, scrap it. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to play hardball, yeah. you know? And I'm going to tell you the craziest thing, the craziest thing that I probably experienced was, so they're like, okay, you own your formulas. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, of course I own my formulas. And I'm like, now again, being an entrepreneur, rolling, yep. rolling, rolling, mm-hmm. you know, keeping track of all of our stuff. Right. It's just sometimes we just don't do. Yeah. And I knew I was working with this manufacturer. Mm-hmm. We're cool. You know what I mean? We've been working with each other for years. I'm making money. You making money. So I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not a big deal. I know I signed paperwork to get my formulas. You know, let me go get them. Right. So, girl, I go to get my formulas. He like, first of all, like, why? I'm like, because I need it. And he like, well, you don't really own these formulas yet because I said you had to purchase, let's say something ridiculous, like, 500,000 per item or something like that. Are you so if serious? there's any new collections, so let's say old collections, that means I'm good. Right. But anything new, no, I haven't purchased 500,000. We new. just, we just right. lost this thing. Right. So it's like those things that it's like, you know, then I go back, I'm like, I knew I signed a contract. I yeah. knew it. So I, I'm the type of person I keep receipts. Period. So I go back <laughs> years. I find the email. I sent the email to like one of my kind of like assistants at the time and said, the agreement looks good. Send it. Mm-hmm. So I'm done. Right. Do you know I go back and look at the email? She goes back like, it looks good to me too. Should I send it? I never caught that email. That she, and I'm like, should you send it? And I'm like, I told you to send it. So here I am in the middle of this acquisition and like, where's your formulas? So I, girl, I had to play hardball. Like I, Detroit had to come out. So Period. I shut the whole thing down as far as manufacturing. Yeah. I went like on the order and strike. What? And I needed it because we was in everywhere, every store you can think of. Yeah. But I had to make the manufacturer feel it to know that I meant business. Like, I'm stop like, playing with stop me. playing with me. You like, already know. You know this was a, a miscommunication, whatever. Right. But now you want to try to use it against me. Gotcha. So we had, I had to shut the whole, I mean, it was like to the last minute that they like, Courtney, we don't have any products to ship. And I'm like, no, I still can't do it. So literally at the end, he's like, okay, let's compromise. And I'm like, whew. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that was a lesson learned. Those the, I feel the tears. Like, I mean, like, you could have like, bought me for a nickel because I'm like, we were cool. Like, yes. dude, like. Now I feel a sense of betrayal. I yes, feel like it's all, all of these that. emotions. So there's no, one thing I learned in this business, there ain't no friends now. Clearly. There's no friend. This is a dog, business is a dog eat dog. And I had to learn many times. I'm like, oh, okay, so y'all don't play fair. Okay, got it. Got it, right. Copy that. That is crazy. Yes. Yes. And like, so how did you get through that? Because now you still going through the acquisition process. Yeah, so, so I'm not telling them. One. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. Yeah. And I'm just like freaking out. I said, all I know is how to play hardball, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, don't order nothing. And I knew, you know, we were like their biggest, you know, uh, biggest brand. Yeah. And literally to the last minute like we needed product like i needed to ship product and i was like they're like you not you haven't placed any orders and i said i'm not 
Like, did you think I was playing? I'm not. Right. And then the owner was like, okay, forget it. Let's let's compromise. And I said, let's go. Starting off with all my formulas, let's compromise. Give me all the formulas today. Yes. Then we could talk about how we're about to compromise. Then I got them. Period. Well, kudos to you, y'all. <laughs> I love the hardball, okay? <laughs> Listen, I I know that that was a whole process, right? And that's, like I said, that's just only a piece of the acquisition. Peace. So you got through that, then what happened throughout the acquisition process? Oh, Lord. So then you need a CFO, because we never had a CFO. Like, who yeah. hires a CFO when you just started a company? <laughs> I need everything but a CFO right. in my head. Okay. You know, but you I'm have to have a CFO. <laughs> But one thing I found out was, so say, for instance, you're about to sell a house. Yeah. Right? And you have a realtor. Mm -hmm. And you're out there at the end of the day, you know, they're out there making those connections, mm -hmm. connect you to the buyers. Right. Little did I know the quote-unquote realtor mm -hmm. and the buyers are all friends. Oh. So, you know, so you know you're vulnerable. You're telling them all your ups and downs and all this. Meanwhile, they're in cahoots. Because when you think about it, you're Lord. like, okay, this is not the first deal that they've worked together. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So it took me, it didn't take me long. Again, yeah. my, my instincts kick So <laughs> I, I use it to my benefit. Yeah. So I said, oh, you're going, because somebody on the other team had said something that I knew I only told so, the people that was working my That's deal. how you get them every time. So I said, oh, y'all friends, because I did catch that you knew that name, his name when he walked in. Mm. I said, got it. So at this point now, whatever I want the potential buyers to know, I just tell I'm you. just gonna feed it to you then, yeah. whatever that may be. Right, you know. So you got to You got to be again. It's a doggy dog world. Play it how you, you know, play it. we've been on shelves, and I remember someone sent the picture. It was like, why every time I go into the store, your vitamins are covered up by a, a advertising, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's incidental. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it just happened, and another person said it. Then I said, okay, let me go into the store myself and see. And there's an advertising over it. So I went to my VP, who's been in the industry for a while. Yeah. I said, is this a coincidence or is somebody trying to sabotage me? Oh, she said, oh, for sure. They're trying to sabotage you. She said, what? and it's not a small brand, she said, because only big brands can afford to do that, can afford to have people come in and cover your top product up. So when I say it's like a doggy dog world out here, then I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to sell hair products. That's it. I'm like, what are we doing here? Exactly. I'm literally, I mean, and that's it. Yeah. So when I to learn stuff like this, I'm like, people are doing this? And she's like, girl, they've been doing this for years. Like, they're trying to put you out of business. That is crazy. And, and listen, I resonate with this so well because it's just like, honestly, I got into this business. Yeah. Just to help people. Yeah. And you got to go through all these things, all these yep. hurdles, all of this. You mad at me because of it. Like, it's just yep. wild. It's, it's, it is. So when you get into something and we, we're just passionate about it and we yeah. just so happen to start making money from it, it's like, nah. They're like, no, it don't work that way. Right. Like, you got to you gotta step it up. You, you got to, like you said, you yeah, got to. Listen, I remember the guy asked me like 10 different ways, how did I come up with my products? Literally, like the people who was helping me sell the company. Yeah. Ten, he asked me 10 different times till I just had to stop. And I'm like, do people like steal ideas? Because he, <laughs> I mean, because you know, asked me 10 times. Yeah. How do you do? And I'm telling you, I love to research. You know, my background is in science. Yeah. And he's like, so to get the names that you have, like, he said, I'm sure there's like a little place in another country that you've seen it, then you tweaked it and changed it. And I'm like, Sir, no. Is this how y'all do business? <laughs> right, like, you right. know what I mean? So yeah. it's a different world. It really is. It is a different world. So literally going through this acquisition process, I know a lot of people don't talk about the grief after you sell the business. Mm -hmm. Did you feel some type of like, I know you was like happy with the check came, <laughs> but like, did you feel some type of like, dang, my baby gone? No, I didn't feel it that way. What I felt was for probably about, I would say like two weeks, maybe to be honest, I would say like two weeks I felt a, like a, well, dang, who am I? Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, who am I today? Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. it was like, okay, Courtney, the former owner of the main choice. And right. I'm like, okay, where does that lead me now? Uh -huh. You know? So uh -huh. I didn't really feel the grief because I'm not into, you know, if I thought it was a bad move, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So it was definitely, you know, it wasn't that. But I definitely, you know was like, well, shoot, what am I doing? Like, yeah. who am I? Like, how do I even introduce myself? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, the founder is great, but, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? feel as good. I didn't feel as me another business. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts. Because I think about, I think about when, like, 
um, parents or mom's <laughs> kids go to school. Yes. Like, now your kid is out there just flourishing exactly. without you. And you like, exactly. what am I supposed to be doing? Exactly. Right <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I felt that. And it's funny because, you know, when it happened, you know, you got two people, two two people. You got, you know, and I always say it's, there's only one question you should be asking me. People like, and it's not the why did you sell. Mm-hmm. It should be how did you sell. Period. And the ones who knew, knew. Like the yeah. phone the phone started ring. Okay, girl, what did you do? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it, you know, it comes with the territory, which is why I'm very passionate doing COVID. Like for like a year straight, I would get up in the morning on live and answer any question an entrepreneur had or a potential mm-hmm. entrepreneur had. Because I feel like we don't come close to that. Yeah. Who have I known and sold a company for this amount that I yeah. can touch and ask questions right. to? So I'm like, I'm just going to put myself out there. Like, you got a question, like, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and I was very passionate about that because I wasn't mad that people were mad. It just showed me that I had more work to do yeah. on educating in the community. And I think it's people... I think because they purchase products, they feel like they have a sense of ownership inside of the company as well, right? And it's like, yeah, I get it. Yep, you they, know what I'm saying? But yeah. this is what you should also want for the business because now I've made X amount of dollars from selling this. Guess how many more people I can exactly, help? Exactly, exactly. You know, and it's funny because, like, when the whole thing went around, actually, to be honest, my company was sold for a year before people even figured it out. Really? My company, they didn't know until, like, the whole – you know, to like the Black Lives Matter started. Yeah. And then that's when it was like, wait a minute. I don't think the main choice is a black company anymore. Uh, so it was like a year. I actually sold in 19, November 19. Gotcha. So it was like, uh, you know, later on uh, when people actually, you know, kind of, you know, figured it out. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, really cliche in our, in our, in our community. Yes. No, facts, facts. <laughs> so even throughout this journey, you sold this company, you built multiple companies afterwards, but you talked about through that story, through the acquisition team. Right. And that a lot of these positions was coming in and out. Like, how did you develop or are still developing the right team to support you in these, like, amazing visions? So I got my full team from the main choice. Mm, so y'all team. coming with me. You know, <laughs> now they had to wait a certain amount of time before they made that decision. Mm. Uh, but after that amount of time, you know, people, you know, they're like, we want to be on the Oberly team at yeah. this point. You yeah, know? So I, I do, love that. I still got my, uh, my main I choice I love team. that. And so building your team and main choice, how did you select the people? Or was there any, like, bumps in the road to build that team? You know, I feel like in the beginning, when you start a company, uh, especially as an entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of experience. I think it's going to be more important to lean into people that's like hungry, Mm. right? You know, I don't think it's time for you to have the creme de la creme of the MBAs and like all of that just yet. Yeah. Because I think that people who got that hunger, it's like they in it. Like we got to grow this thing. This is like our thing, right? Right. Um, But at some point, you're going to have to start bringing in people who has experience. So by the time we, I entered like, I entered like 60,000 stores by myself. Mm. But at that time I'm like, okay, who about to manage this? Like (laughs) I got this done, but now I feel like there's a lot of more willing and dealing that needs to take place that I'm not an expert at. So at that time I'm like, let me go out there and find some people who have done this thing before the Mm -hmm. industry before. But in the beginning it was a lot of other people around me. I'm big on, relationships like I can go somewhere and if we buy it I'm like dang I'm a, let me hit this person back up yeah because yeah. like my VP like she wasn't even on the market like I'd mm-hmm. had to make her offer Period. you know what I mean who helped me actually get through the acquisition so yeah. my relationships when I meet people when I'm out I'm like I really like this person like mm. I think this person be doing they could be doing something totally different yeah but at the end of the day if I make your offer you can't refuse you know I all can't you can say is yeah right. or nay you know <laughs> right, right, right. so I'm, I'm big on relationships so I've hired customers yeah you know I've hired influencers mm-hmm. I've hired you know uh some family yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said some some, some. family <laughs> you know uh, but I'm big on, you know, meeting people and giving people an opportunity. And I'm big on promoting from within as well. Yeah, I love that because I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, right now I'm in a phase of like, okay, hunger versus expertise, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you want yeah. somebody hungry, but it's like, shit, I don't know to teach you. I right. don't even know what to tell right. you to do. <laughs> you, sometimes shit. you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. So, so yeah. when do you, like, how do you know when to choose? Right. You know, so even like, even like, you know, now as we continue to scale, 
again, I'm, you know, I knew it was important for me to get somebody in and direct sales because I've never done this thing before. Mm. And I did not want to come into the industry small. Yeah. I didn't want to come in appear small. I like mean, the main choice, you know, we grew that up, you know, yeah. you've seen the evolution of the company, but overly came in correct. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, yeah. I was, I was very passionate about that. Uh-huh. With that being said, yes, I got to go out there and get the best of the best. Yeah. Cause now I, I mean, teaching these, like teaching these people, like I've never done it before. Right. But I have people who've been in direct sales for like 30 years. Wow. Like, so for every person that come in with, in my company, I place them with the leader. Mm. So not only do they have me, my VP, they actually have a leader who has been doing this for a long time. I so love that. they have so many hands, yeah. right? So, but I think in the beginning, like as you start to transition, it's okay to even get one person who can, who has some expertise in what you're doing yeah. and bringing them on. You don't need everybody just yet. Like even right. like a CFO, like, you know, I have like a, like an acting one. I don't have one that's on staff. So yeah. you don't need them just yet. But after you done made like some millions, and this yeah. is one thing that I've seen, and I even had to check myself. I'm like, I'm seeing these people with the, as entrepreneurs in fancy cars and the fancy houses. Face. Where are these fancy executives at? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you <laughs> yeah. done bought a Bentley, but you don't have a vice president. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Right, like, you right, don't have right. a cheap operation. So, yeah. and I'm like, again, this is me assessing myself. So it's not just people. Yeah. I'm like, girl, like, you, you driving what? And I'm like, and I'm the only I'm the only executive. Like, no, let's let's just rethink this thing. Right, we gotta you know? restructure this whole vision. And For I sure. think that's the thing too, right? Like the vision of what you are creating and. Making sure that you, like you said, when you came into Obli, like this is gonna be big. Like I'm oh, start, sure. I'm starting from excellence yes, as always, yes. right? But I'm going dominate. to the next, yeah, <laughs> dominate. So, how many uh, direct selling partners do you have? So, our first with? twelve months, we use that as a pre-launch. Okay. So this particular July, I consider our official. Mm-hmm. So over the last twelve months, uh, we have like uh, thirteen hundred. Period. So, and this was just like a testimony. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that. You know, the I's were dotted, T's are crossed, you know, things are tweaked. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is test mode. Like I said, you know, we've done, you know, over a million dollars just in kind of test mode. Yeah. Just to be able to see, like, this concept going to withstand, yep. you know, things of that nature. So I love that. I love that. And building this whole new business, I know, like you said, your vision changes mm-hmm. all the time. God, it hits you with a switch in a right, minute. Right, But what's the vision for Obli? Like, what's the next level? What does this look like? So the vision is definitely to be global. Mm. You know what I mean? So we obviously starting here um, in the United States. Right. Um, but for me, again, I'm big on developing the blueprint or shall I say the purple print. Mm. Yeah. Um, and once you have that, you can duplicate. Yeah. So to launch in the United States, I don't want to duplicate errors. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to be able to fix anything. Again, right. this is why we've been in test mode. But the power of social media, you know, your presence is everywhere. Absolutely. So people are like, oh, Courtney, I'm in Jamaica. Courtney, I'm in, you know, yeah. in Nigeria. I want to sell the product. Right. So to definitely be a global brand, because when you look at, like, the Mary Kays and Avons, and we haven't even, like, we don't even hear about the name. No. You know they're still doing billions a year? That's crazy. Like, billions. Wow. So the future of, of Oberly is to bring something fresh into the industry. Mm. Like, you know, forget the cliche, forget, you know, all the, you know, the meetings. And I'm tired of people asking me, like, people are joining Obley. The money is almost secondary. Yeah. Like, they're here for the culture. Mm. They're here for the networking. They're here for the being around like-minded individuals. They're here for, like, you know, we doing trips. You know, we meeting 50 Cent. Like, we be, you know what I mean? So, I want to bring something fresh into the industry. Because at the end of the day, coming out of the pandemic, and this is kind of where Obley was birthed, there were two things that I noticed. One, health was at risk. Mm-hmm. And then two, uh, opportunity, people job, People lost their jobs. Yeah. And those are the two things that Obley leans into, mm-hmm. you know, giving you extra funds. Right. You know what I mean? How much extra depends on how much you want to do. Right. Some, this is their main thing. Some, this is their side hustle. Mm-hmm. Some, mm-hmm. this is their hair money. Right. So it just really depends what you want to do. But at the same time, we do have products, um, health and wellness products, you know, from feminine hygiene, you know, educating, you know, the community, you know, to say something like pads, female pads mm-hmm. uh, that we sell. So I'm not just making another product just to make it. Right. But traditional pads are causing cancer. Yeah. You know, that we didn't know until like yeah. just now. Right. So when we have products under there, it's not just another product. Right. We're making it ordinary, extraordinary. Right. 
I love that. I love that. And I think it gives, like you said, everybody, even the everyday woman, the opportunity to have a taste yes, of entrepreneurship. The playing fields are level. Yes. And that's the number one thing I like about this industry. Yes. The playing field. What does that mean? You don't have to have an education. No. Nope. You don't have to have a background in selling. No. Nope. You don't have to be famous on social media. Mm-mm. One of the people who has sold the most products in our company mm-hmm. has never done this before. Wow. This was their first time. Wow. Wow, I love that. Well, Courtney, this was amazing. My last question is, thinking about this journey, and I know this week, you probably went Mm -hmm. through some stuff this week, last week, all the things, right? What is one thing, if you could be like, I need to vent, Mm -hmm. what is that one thing that you would like to vent about that happened in the last week? Oh, In the last week, I would say we got hit with a lawsuit, um, and it's not even for something that we did. It's for something that we can't produce, mm. like some paperwork that can't be produced. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, California has their their laws. And this is one of my, my, my daughter's brands, actually. Mm-hmm. So the bowls. So they make sure that there's no chemicals and things like mm-hmm. that. And there's not. But trying to get the paperwork from the manufacturers, and time-wise, yeah. I didn't even catch it. They was like, oh, we sent you these papers a year ago. And I'm like, in my team, like, I don't remember seeing this. Now, I know for sure the chemical is not in there. Right. But if I can't produce the paperwork, now I got to retain this attorney. Yeah. Now I got to fight this retailer Mm -hmm. when, in fact, it don't even exist. Right, right. And I'm talking to the the manufacturer, like, can you give me the paperwork? They're like, yeah, when you place another order. And I'm like, okay, but I'm about to place another order. Place the order first. Uh-uh, no. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, <laughs> and I'm up against the clock. So since yeah. it's been a year, I had to respond, I think, yesterday. Yeah. So I have no choice but to fight this in court yeah. over something that's not even there. And so when you the say thing. it's ghetto... It's ghetto. It's ghetto. It's ghetto. You don't have to, you, as a CEO, you don't have the opportunity not to respond. I, exactly. They like, okay, we going to court. Yeah. And I'm like, we don't even have it in there. Okay, well, give me the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, let me try to get it. T- and when in fact, it's just, again, it comes. So when we talk about those L that we've taken, mm-hmm. it's so many instances like yes, this. So yes. many. Well, listen, Courtney, we appreciate your transparency and letting us know, girl, how ghetto it is being a CEO. But at the end of the day, we wouldn't give it up for anything no, in the world. No, nothing <laughs> in the world. I'm like, we're a little crazy, I think. A oh, for bit. sure. You got to have, listen, it's like a great actor. Yes. You got to be a little crazy now to be able to get the job done. Listen, so just a sure. little crazy, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode because I know I did. I learned a lot. I want you guys to make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed this. Now, listen, Courtney, what would you leave the people with um, to encourage them on this ghetto-ass journey? <laughs> I would definitely say, you know, don't look at your obstacles as an option to quit. You know, look at the obstacles as something that you need to figure out Mm -hmm. because that's just going to be life. If you run away from your obstacles, you're just going to be in a room and you can't be stuck in a room because you're going to deteriorate. So that's not an option. So when you see these obstacles come, find out a way to overcome it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Understand that this is just going to give you the experience that you're going to need for your future. You know, so don't make a decision and say entrepreneurship is not for me. The main choice was my third company. Mm. And if I gave up after the first company didn't work, the second company didn't work, I would have never turned that company to $100 million. Period. I love it, y'all. Listen, make sure y'all leave a review. Tell us in the comments how you enjoyed this episode. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast.